0: And a light to my path. So we encourage you to get into the word of God because you need that light and you need that lamp to guide you. So Father God, we're so grateful for your word. We're so grateful for Jesus, your only begotten son. We thank you that he made away the finished work and defeated Satan, death, hell, and the grave that we might have eternal life. Oh, God, we're so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, (laughs) thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, we welcome any visitors we have today. We hope you got a gift bag. If not, pick one up at the entrances. And uh, we pray that God blesses you today, that you would know how much God loves you. How much, oh, how much he loves you. Next Sunday is communion, so prepare your hearts to take the sacraments and fellowship with the saints. And today, our Bible class was led by Jim Duncan. Jim? where did he go (laughs) he's gone (laughs) he went that way it was was a great lesson a follow-up to his teaching on fasting and we got testimonies this morning of what God did through the fasting that was so wonderful next Sunday we're going to have the anointed teaching of Brian Patnaud so we are looking forward to that and now God loves a cheerful giver doesn't he So how else are we going to worship, as Pastor Louie always says, with our tithes and our offerings? So let's do that now. Lord God, we thank you that all that we give to you is for you, that this kingdom, your kingdom, would continue in the world. And we do give with a cheerful heart. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen, amen, so it's so good to see you all here today on a very cool uh, Sunday morning, yeah it felt really, really good, didn't it, hallelujah, it woke you up, huh, amen, amen, you know, uh, you think about a day like today and I see a lot of folks, uh, are in staying warm. It was the bed was very inviting this morning. I can tell you that. <laughs> the coffee smelled good, though. dear God. We thank you today that we have an opportunity to uh, explore your word, to dig deep into us, and to find out what you would have to say to each one of us individually and collectively. And I pray that in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. As you see today, the uh, teaching is on tests. Trials and temptation, what to do. So, you know, before you get into a, a test or a trial or a temptation, you probably ought to have a plan. You probably should think about it. Because how many of you have either been through a test, a trial, or a temptation? I mean, when I look at, uh, yeah, when I look at our congregation, and I know what's going on in our congregation in the last uh, year or so, uh, We've been through some tests. We've been through some trials. And uh, when you, you think about even our state and our country, think of the tests that we've been through the last couple of years. It's tested the whole world, as a matter of fact. And it's those that are grounded in God, in God's Word, that can get through them. And so my purpose today here is to let you know when you face a test or a trial or a temptation that uh, you might have an idea of what the Word of God says that you should do. Now this word test, trials, and temptation, they're all very close together in definition. The Greek words are almost one right after another as far as different uh, shades and it's the, the, the words come from the same derivative of the root word, but the intent different and it's funny if you look in your Bibles uh, the headers in your Bibles when you open up they'll have some type a header that will talk about a specific uh, uh, chapter or verse or group of verses Uh, in the new NIV it talks about trials and temptations but in the New King James it says profiting from trials you see you can get good things out of what happens to you in life You may not like them at the time. You may not enjoy them. You you may understand what's happening, and you don't think it's good. But the Bible is full of examples of stories where people went through tests, trials, and temptations and came out on the other side. One of the most famous uh, is a man named Joseph who was the youngest, sold into slavery by his brothers, was shipped off. To Egypt where he was eventually the number two guy in Egypt he was thrown into prison his country was in famine and near the end of the book of Genesis Genesis 50 20 it talks about how his brothers were coming back to him and he had been enslaved but now he was in power and, and it says that what God in, what Satan intended for bad God intended for good and this is the thing that we can do with tests, trials, and temptations. You can make good things out of things that tempt us or tries or test us. So, so what do you do with trials and tests and temptation? I, I know that our normal reaction would be to get stressed or get mad or get irritated. But uh, when you dig a little in this and get some instruction from God's Word, there are a couple things that the Bible teaches us to do with tests, trials, and temptations. And here's the first one. When you're going through a test or a trial or a temptation, James 1-2 talks about it. He says, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sister, whenever you face trials of many kinds, he says to consider it joy. You see, that's not natural. That's supernatural. How can this be Joy you got to be kidding me, right? Uh, Think about the last trial that you went through. It probably did not seem joyful at the time. You know, it's easy to count your blessings, but it's harder when you have to count your trials. One management tool uh, that is used in many, many businesses is if you want something to be important to someone, you count it. How many of this? how many of that, how, how was our profit, how was our loss, how many of this did we make, how many of that did we make, how many members were here today, how many members were not here today. And so one thing is to count it. And James is saying in this, consider it pure, pure joy. James is saying to count it or to consider it. That's what the word in the Greek means. Consider it pure joy, count it pure joy. And and it also means to think or to esteem it. Count it or consider it and think about it. Think about it until you have rule over it is another meaning in this word. Consider it joy. Esteem it joy. Rule over it with joy. See, trials can sometimes take shape when we... uh, Trials can shape us. Think of the trials that you've been through, and these trials can either shape you on the good side, where you get depressed and aggravated and irritated, you feel defeated, or trials can embolden you. You see, it depends on your attitude as to what's gonna happen. Count it joy. And other versions say, count it pure joy. What gives you joy? I remember as a young boy, Living in a two-story house on Christmas morning coming down the stairs my mother Santa Claus had a pile for each of us children and we knew where that pile was and we would pile down those stairs and think of pure joy my mother again as a younger man caused me nothing but pure joy when I would pull up outside her house and smell pork chops. Oh fried pork chops with flour. It's funny the things that bring us joy. How about time with a loved one? My cousin Chris and I were talking, it's like, could we have one more question with our dads? Could we have one more moment? can we have one more second or satisfaction over a great memory see the word joy also means rejoice so I want to put this in a, a frame for you remember our question at the beginning what do we do with trials tests and temptations consider rejoicing it it goes against what is normally thought of but this is coming right out of the scripture. It's just what the brother of Jesus is teaching to a church that had been dispersed after Stephen's death and was stoned. The Christians just ran away. The Jews that believed, they they just separated. And James is writing to them, consider rejoicing. Um, and, And here's the next thing. It says... Whenever you face trials, it it doesn't leave a lot of doubt. The NIV says, face them. The New King James says, when you fall into. See, trials mean to tempt, to test, or to try. Look at it this way. You go through a class, and you get ready to see how you did. The teacher will give you a test. I want you to know that the tests that come from God are tests not to find you guilty. They're not tests to see what you just didn't get so He can give you a bad grade. The test is to prove what you know. It puts you to the test. And, you know, if you fail a test in school, study harder, you go take it again. It's the same with us. We don't do something right, it doesn't fit, it doesn't work. You can just quit. That can be the attitude of those that are not filled with the Holy Spirit, with the love of Christ. If you failed, maybe you didn't prepare for it. But you've seen the material now. You've taken that test. You've seen it. You take it again. It's the same thing with us in life. We go through a trial or a test, and we don't do as good as we'd like to. Well, it's coming again. It, it's not like you've just taking one. It's coming again. And so you've been through it, and maybe you didn't do as good as you could do, but you say to yourself, whoa, wait a second, I've seen this before. I've felt this feeling before. I'm going to look at it different this time. I'm going to get a better grade this time. I'm going to anticipate the questions and the issues. You see, you've either had a test or you're going through a test or you're going to. It says, whenever you fall, leave no doubt. And let there be no doubt of what I'm saying. God wants you to be victorious through tests and trials and temptations. He's sitting right there saying, yeah, come on. You you can do it. I'll help you. It was mentioned this morning in Bible study. The Bible study here is just phenomenal. It was mentioned this morning. Hey, God, this is yours. I need you to help me. I need you to give me some some strength. So the first thing to do is count it all joy. Because the more you go through, the better you get. We should rejoice because we we don't know the outcome, but we know in the outcome God is going to be there with us. It's like a doting parent who sees a child. They start to walk. You know, the little kid's? And they just start to walk, and you're going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, you can do it. And they fall. And, you know, and they've got such a big head compared to their body, you know. You say, come on, come on, come on. And they try another couple of steps, and they stumble along a little bit. The joy that you have, rejoice in trials. Rejoice for the trials that are going to come. It's like running beside your child. If you've never done this, I have, four times. With four different children, they've all learned a different way. But it's with the bicycle when you, you got the one trainer wheel off and you just got the one, and then you take the other one off and you run beside the bike. You've got your hand on the steering wheel and your hand on the back of the seat, and you're running until you're about out of breath. And every now and then you take your hand off, but they don't know it. And you're going, yeah, come on. You've about got this balance. You've all, you're almost there. And then you just stop. And they go. And then when they look back and say, Daddy, where are you? Then they crash. <laughs> then you've got some elbows to put some peroxide on and some ointment, a couple of knees but they get back up. Rejoice in trials. Consider it joy. Count each one of them. And here's what it says in James 1.3. You should rejoice while you're learning because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The testing of your faith. Tests aren't bad. You can think they're bad. But the school tests, you you need them to pass. You need to keep going. You need to matriculate. So you get these tests, and you study, and you get this knowledge, and you take the test. Because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. It proves that you meet the test. It also means to approve after testing. These tests, they help us persevere, or the Greek word is to have patience. You go through this test, and it helps you prove to others that you have what it takes. It gives you endurance or strength. You see, endurance is faith that's just stretched out. You can have this faith, and when you go through trials and temptations and tests, you have the faith and you've got to just stick your fingers in it and pull it out sometimes. It's got to cover the whole trial. You may not be able to get through the trial with just this much faith. You have to have endurance. Pull that faith out and stretch it. I can see faith as an elastic as you just pull it out and you pull it out and you look and you say, wow, I had no idea that I could expand my faith. I had no idea that I could make it bigger than what it really seems to me. It is. And the hardness of the test or the trial makes you a worthy opponent. See, Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. And when you have stretched out your faith, made it persevere, you can face it. You can stand it. And the word also means you can be victorious over it. Perseverance, patience. When you draw this word out to its root, it means you can be victorious over it. So count it joy that you've passed the test and you're trained, tried and true. A person that will be, remain and not be shaken, you can endure it, whatever it is, you're a winner. Not in your strength, but God's strength, who is always with you. So the first thing when facing test trials and temptations is to count it joy, pure joy, is to rejoice. The second thing is to let perseverance finish. Look at James 1.4. It says, let perseverance finish its work so that you can be mature and complete, not lacking anything. It's saying let endurance work. Like don't take the cake out of the oven too soon. Let it finish. Don't stop the job you're doing too soon. Let it work. Have you ever been through something you thought, Man, God, you're trying to to show me something in this. I know I have. And you can get into the middle of a trial and you can step out. I don't want to do it. Or you can sidestep it or go around it. It's It's a technique or a tactic. But it's not what the Bible wants you to do. Let endurance work. And I know our first instinct is to turn away from it. And don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about you going in a place that you know you shouldn't be. That's testing God. Not God testing us. You know if you're where you're not supposed to be doing what you're not supposed to be doing it, when you shouldn't be doing it, with the folks you shouldn't be doing it, you know better than that. Come on. Come on, man. Don't do that get away from that but if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and a test or trial comes you can face it not only can you face it you can rejoice and not only can you rejoice you can count every one of them temptation temptation is also a test And we're going to get to James down the street a little bit in a couple of weeks on temptation. But temptation is when you're drawn away with your own desire. You see, it's what's in you. That's why we've got to fix what's in us. We've got to let God get his fingers in there and stick around. It's when you're in a test and God is working through it with you, that circumstance or challenge, that thing that you're battling, let endurance finish. The word perseverance is likened to, and it's, it's described in uh, Strong's as coal being compressed into a diamond, and, and that's that's this perseverance, that's this endurance. And I know many of you have faced trials and you've worked through them, and you know of God's deep abiding love. You don't try to get out of it. You prove God. You're victorious, but you matured. See, going through things by letting patience or perseverance finish makes you a different person. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything, not dependent upon age. Its Maturity is not a, you've got to be so old. No, you don't. We all know many, many young folks that are mature way ahead of their chronological age, and we also know many folks that are chronologically mature but they haven't figured out maturity fully seasoned fully trained is what this word mature means it's like a cast iron skillet I've got at my house it's, it's seasoned I know I make a lot of metaphors about food yeah and I've seasoned pan after pan for my children because they wanted a season to cast iron skillet. You see, it can take it. It knows what to do. The flavors and the texture are in it. It's like a seasoned soldier. You could probably realize if a seasoned soldier walked in here just by how they walk and how they act, it's that maturity of I faced it. I know what to do. So, number one, consider it joy when you have a trial or a test. Number two, let perseverance finish, let it complete itself. And as you do this, you're more usable to God. As you do this, you come closer to God. Count it joy. Saints, count it joy as you go through trials and tests and temptations. Let this perseverance, this endurance, this stretching of faith have its perfect work in you so that you can be mature, not be fooled, and understand when the next test comes, you're ready. Do do you want that faith? Do you want that ability? Yeah, I, I want it too and I want it for you so let's do this Uh, please stand for just a moment and I want to pray for you dear God right now through your abiding love father through your power your strength and father through the fact that your son died and rose again and deposited with us the Holy Spirit may we understand as we go through when we do not if that we would take your love, we would look at this trial and understand that you have prepared us for the test. You have given us the tools. Father, let us not be surprised when the next one comes. Let us be more prepared as we step in this life of faith with you step by step, inch by inch, God, sometimes second by second, knowing that you're there with us. And if that's you here today, just in your own mind as you are here, just say, God, I, I want you to help me with this next test or trial. I know that you love me, and I know you want me to succeed. I speak that into you right now. I decree and I declare that God's word tells us how to do it, and that you are prepared now that you've heard the word of God that has sunken into your heart and your spirit that it's yours. And I thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a song, and uh, you're welcome to stay and visit for a few minutes. We're we'll going to have a short song, and we're going to end our service. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Amen. Hallelujah.